Hi, and welcome to Bake Sale, the show featuring conversations with kindy-friendly crowdfunding creators. I'm joined here today by Tim Farron, who is uh, the head honcho, uh, chief bottle washer, as I believe he described it in his uh, email to me, at Morning Bugle Productions, who is in the midst of crowdfunding a campaign on Indiegogo for Ella Jenkins will sing a song together, a documentary featuring the amazing life of Ella Jenkins, who just this week celebrated her 90th birthday. She is the first lady of children's music, a well-deserved and well-earned title. And so I am very excited today to talk with Tim about uh, movie making and about Ella Jenkins and about making a movie about Ella Jenkins. So Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be with you today. Great. So, Tim, I uh, I understand you're a new you're a new parent, and so I am. you're you're going through the process of learning uh, <laughs> what it's like to be a parent. And um, you know, I'm sure you may not have had the opportunity to introduce Ella Jenkins to your own child yet, but I'm I'm curious. Uh, whether Ella Jenkins was a part of your musical uh, experience growing up when you were a child. Right. Well, uh, yes, Ella Jenkins was a part of my my experience growing up as a child, and that's when I fell in love with her music. I had a great uh, elementary school music teacher named Fred Cook, who's also a musician. He's an educator, a musician. And uh, he put out a tribute album to Ella in, uh, in the late 80s, uh, that uh, had Ella's blessing, and uh, as I was growing up, he used a lot of her music in school with with us as kids, and and then of course he had the the tribute record. He was a real follower and champion of hers, so that's what introduced me to Ella's music uh, primarily. And then we then we had records at home too, as well. So, and being a local uh, Chicago person, uh, you know, I always. Uh, I was like people from my hometown, you know. You, you, there's a hometown pride there too. Uh, my, my my sense from talking with people who are from Chicago, you know, obviously in the kids' music world, um, Ella Jenkins is is well loved and much revered. But the, my sense is that in Chicago, um, it, she's like a familiar royalty. That like lots of people <laughs> in Chicago just have very distinct memories of seeing Ella in school or at libraries or wherever, that, that really there is, I mean, it's not just you, that there are lots of people in Chicago who have very fond memories of, of um, seeing Ella either as a kid or as a parent. I, I think that's a wonderful way of putting it, familiar royalty, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's fantastic. Uh, she's, she's such a a part of the landscape for kids here and and uh, she has been for for so many decades and now it's i mean she's really on her fourth generation of kids uh, which is just hard to believe she's she's endured and done this wonderful thing for for so long and it's uh you know we're, we're very proud to have her as 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 part of our city and uh, I think she likes being here too. <laughs> but everybody, everybody I see uh, that encounters her—I mean, people come up to her left and right. You know, I just heard a story about some people at the beach who came up. They recognized her voice, and they were from out of town. They were from Belgium, and they came up and they were thrilled to meet her. 
But so many people in Chicago have stories about, oh my gosh, Ella, I saw you in 1972 at the library, or you know, we did a program on at the community center, and I was dressed as a clown, and, <laughs> and so everybody's got kind of a special connection to her here in Chicago, which I think is really um, a point of pride. Yeah, you know, she's definitely not just of Chicago, but she's definitely of Chicago. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, um, you you are a a filmmaker. This is not, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people uh, on uh, crowdfunding sites like Indiegogo, Kickstarter, etc., get the urge to do a documentary and or a film, and they've never done something like that before. But this is right. this is your full time job. Um, can you tell a little bit about? Um, what it is you've done sort of in the past related to um, film and uh, video production? Sure, sure. Yeah, th- this is not a sideline for me. This is, this is my area of uh, professional business. So my background, I've, I've got kind of a diverse background um, in terms of the kinds of things that I've worked on. I've done a lot of fine arts programming, and I've worked for uh, the public television station here in Chicago. Uh, for quite a while. I've uh, worked on National Geographic uh, documentaries, and uh, I've done a lot of smaller-scale video for um, corporations and for nonprofits. It's it's really kind of a mixed bag across the board. This is the first project of this scale that I've I've helmed uh, alone, <laughs> or at least been at the head, you know, at the, at the head of at the, at the vanguard of. But uh, I think all of all the experience that I've had over the last uh, however many years really feeds into uh, into this production. So, so what what motivated you to uh, make this documentary about Ella Jenkins, your your first foray into sort of a much uh, larger scale production? Sure. Well, I'm I'm a big music nerd, admittedly. Yay! Yay for music nerds. <laughs> and. Uh, so, you know, and I always have been, and uh, I'm a big music documentary nerd as well. And, uh, you know, I've wanted to, to, to pull a production together like this for, for quite a while. And a couple of years ago, I ran into Fred Cook, who I mentioned, my elementary school uh, music teacher, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just as a kind of chance happening. And he said, you know, some of uh, Ella's management uh, have been wanting to put a documentary together about her for some time. Uh, could I connect you with them? And so he did, and after uh, some meetings, you know, eventually I met up with Ella and, and her manager, Bernadette Richter, and uh, things kind of progressed from there. I, I went to Folkways, and uh, Smithsonian Folkways, and uh, they allowed me to come in. Uh, they welcomed me with open arms and allowed me to do research. They've been a great uh, support for the, for the project. So it, it's just kind of uh, built from there, from that initial meeting, and... Uh, now it's rolling. <laughs> so what's what sort of planning do you need to do um, in putting together? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm more a music nerd. I used to be more of a film nerd when I was a little bit younger, and so I've read sort of books on putting together movies. Um, it's a lot of work. What's involved in terms of sort of pl- planning or mapping out a, a documentary, say, as sure. opposed to maybe a, a feature film? Well, one of the big challenges here is uh, because Ella's career is so vast and and far-reaching, 
there's so much potential material out there to incorporate. So as I'm kind of researching, trying to find material through different organizations and, and, and from Ella and from her management, uh, you know, you always kind of have to keep in mind what are the important parts that, that are going to tell the story and what are some of these older materials, some of this old footage, some of these old uh, documents and photos and things like that that are going to be important, that are going to help us show that story, that are going to help us tell and illustrate that story versus some of the things that you may find that may be more readily available that may not, um, may not have as much bearing on, uh, on the story. And part of the part of the wonderful thing about making documentaries that, that can also be a very frustrating thing is that your story, depending upon who you who you talk to, is always changing. Uh, so you get different input from different people who have known Ella, you know, for for years and years. And I I think that's true with any documentary. Depending on who you talk to, everybody's got a little bit different perspective. So you're kind of always weighing those stories against each other and kind of trying to turn it around. I mean, it's a little like a prism mm-hmm. where you're kind of trying to catch the best light or the, or the most effective light in order to tell the best story, is, the is, most accurate and the best story. Is that something you're doing on the fly? Because it sort of seems, you know, from an outsider's perspective, uh, it seems like uh, one way would be to just film and record as much as you can and you make those decisions of what your narrative through line is going to be sort of in the editing process or is it it sounds like uh, however a lot of that is sort of it you obviously have to do that in the editing process regardless but that right uh, it it does take a certain shape and changes shape even as you're making decisions as to what to record um what um research paths to follow that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And there are always going to be things that you you wish, you know, you you could find something, some um, some kind of uh, you know. Sometimes there's a recording or something like that that you've heard of that you just can't seem to track down. That would be so perfect. And you have to find other ways to kind of bring you know those parts of the story to light. So it is. It's an always changing process. There's a lot of improvisation. And I think you kind of set a skeleton out, you know, you lay out an outline like you would if you were writing a, a thesis mm-hmm. or, or a term paper, and you kind of find all your elements. But you're never quite sure where they're going to go when you're in conversation with someone or when you're, when you're trying to find archival material. So th- there's some tap dancing, <laughs> always. <laughs> so where, where are you going um, to find material about Ella Jenkins. You know, obviously she's had a career of of way more than 50 years. Um, mm-hmm. where, where where do you begin? Where do you focus your energies? Right. Uh, that, that, that's a great question, and it's still, um, you know, I'm still finding new new outlets that, that, that have material. Uh, you know, I started uh, doing research uh, in earnest with Smithsonian Folkways because uh, they, they took over the Folkways record label run by Mo Ash in, uh, in the 80s after uh, Mo Ash passed away. And they've kind of been the champions of, uh, of Ella and that whole catalog since then. And so they have archived going back to the 1950s, and there's some pretty rich material. They're also home to her entire rec- recorded output now. Um, which is which is pretty impressive considering she has forty albums out now and, and you know some some other releases. 
So that's that's a, a wonderful, rich resource. And I've also worked with uh, the Old Town School of Folk Music here in Chicago, which is uh, right mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. They've been really wonderful in uh, opening, literally opening their doors uh, to me and their crew and letting me go through uh, archive, and, and they've been really supportive of the project. And Ella's relationship with with the Old Town School in Chicago goes back to their opening night in December of 1957. There's a uh, there's a photo of her as the second person in line on opening <laughs> night, <laughs> and, and so her her relationship with them really developed, you know, st- starting opening night, and she's been a teacher and educator with them for for so long. And then there are other organizations like uh, NACI, and um, I'm trying to think of a few more uh, that, that Ella's really been involved with for for so long. Uh, I've got some wonderful photographs from the Orff Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ella was uh, invited to perform there by Carl Orff himself in the 1960s. But then I'm always trying to to track down, you know, more material as as part of the story. So there's wonderful footage of Ella, fortunately, from. Um, I, I think it was recorded in the early 60s, but she was a TV host and she was. Probably the first African American uh, host, uh, and almost certainly the first African American female host on television in Chicago in the late fifties. She was on a kids show, and, and fortunately, a couple of those episodes still still exist. So they're little little pockets, you know, as you kind of um, search through old articles and uh, liner notes, and 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 talk to to friends and supporters. Uh, somebody will say, "Oh, what about?" Uh, she did this TV show in such and such a place, or she did a radio interview here. And so you're kind of following the kernels, you know, back to try to find some of this material. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, whenever I watch a documentary, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, hopefully if the documentary's done well, you, the, the viewer um, leaves with um, much better appreciation uh, of somebody and you know generally you know if if it's a unless it's an expose you know if you're watching a documentary <laughs> you're going oh my god that that person was so much more um i i this is gonna sound like a trivial phrase but that person was way cooler than i thought um right. <laughs> I, i'm assuming that that must also probably happen to the directors of s- such documentaries and i'm just I'm, I'm wondering how much of what you're finding out about ella you sort of knew and it just sort of confirmed and, and how much was like oh i never knew that that's that's cool <laughs> that's awesome well, th- there are always revelations, you know, because the process changes and uh, as you go along, there are always these little revelations. I mean, we were doing an interview, I mean, just as a little tidbit, we were we were doing an interview with Ella uh, about a month ago, and um, I don't know what we were what we were talking about. We were taking a little break between the interview, and we were just kind of chatting while the cameras were stopped, and uh, something about the Beatles came up. And I said, Alan, I'm just curious. It doesn't really play into anything we're talking about, but what was your reaction uh, to the Beatles? She said, oh, they were great. You know, they were really, they had great harmonies, and I thought they were a lot of fun. And she said, you know, I met John Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So, uh, but there are all these, she's had such a fascinating life. I mean, there, there, there are, 
there are tons of run-ins like this that, you know, that I keep finding out about that, that aren't necessarily at the crux of her story, but they're interesting little tidbits. But then there are other things that, that people don't know about her involvement with social issues, civil rights, women's rights, labor rights. And she really was involved in, uh, in some of these movements prior to, to making music. I mean, going back to her high school days, she was, she was out marching and petitioning uh, with, with, with crowds in, in Chicago. And then when she was in college in San Francisco, she was really always very active. And, and she said before, you know, it's, it's not just the music. There's always a message in the music, too. And, and so that's part of what's really fascinating <laughs> to me as somebody who's researching this. It's kind of getting to the core of not just making music for kids, but what is she trying to impart? You know, and I think there are a lot of things that she's, she has taught children and those who, not just children, but those who appreciate her music. Yeah, no, I, you know, I mean, she's definitely, um, she's definitely teaching music, but she's definitely teaching more than that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, uh, that comes out crystal clear when you, whenever you listen to her music or, or, or see her play live um i'm I'm curious about so i, I want to talk a little bit about the campaign itself so as i sure. as i noted uh, uh you are running a campaign on indiegogo you're trying to raise uh sixty thousand dollars for the for the movie 65 yep. six, i'm sorry 65 that's okay and uh i always find it uh interesting especially in a case such as a a movie which i i typically more often talk about to musicians about raising monies for their um, albums, uh, right. not so much films. And so, um, what does sixty-five thousand dollars buy you? That's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're hoping to cover uh, with the crowdfunding campaign, you know, with Ella's birthday uh, <laughs> recently, this milestone birthday, she's she's planning to do some traveling uh, this fall and we want to be able to get on the road with our with our little crew and follower so that will not only pay for uh, for the crew and being able to go out but also being able to to travel and to be able to shoot in some of the locations we we want to shoot with her and uh, then we also need to collect interviews in various places around the country because she has uh, family and colleagues and uh, friends that are kind of spread throughout the country and into into Canada. So we're hoping to stretch the fundraising as far as we can to kind of get our crew out there and uh, have some really important sit-down interviews with some folks who who have uh, important perspective on, on Ella's life and, and career. Um, and uh, any any rewards in particular that you particularly like i mean as, aside from the really expensive ones which <laughs> but i mean anything where you think well that was cool I'm, I'm glad that we're doing the campaign and i really hope that somebody pledges for x because i had lots of fun sort of thinking about that uh sure and, and you know and if somebody's listening and they've got a great idea for a new reward if it's feasible you know uh, we can think about adding it in, but I, I love the I love the official harmonica, which is modeled after uh, harmonica that Ella actually plays. And uh, I also love the T-shirt, the I Heart Ella T-shirt that that we're offering, which uh, is based on a, a sticker that Smithsonian Folkways issued a few years ago. And then, of course, I love the 
for a larger donation, uh, Smithsonian Folkways has generously donated some tours of their facility. And uh, I was a little agog when they let me into their archives. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said, oh, yeah, uh, you're looking for w- whatever recording it was of Ella's. Uh, it, it's over there by the uh, Woody Guthrie acetates. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what? Huh? <laughs> um, I'm... I'm- you know, I am a little bit of, obviously I have a podcast about crowdfunding and so I'm a little bit of a, a crowdfunding nerd. And so I'm always interested, uh, when people, uh, choose, uh, a crowdfunding site that is not Kickstarter because uh, yes. they are, um, I don't want to say they're the 900 pound gorilla, but they're definitely, uh, the, the, the heaviest the player in, in the, in that scene. And so I'm curious, uh, what was it? from your creator's perspective uh, and funder's perspective that made you want to try Indiegogo? Well, I've had success with uh, some other campaigns on Indiegogo uh, in the past, so I was familiar with the format. But I also, because uh, so many of these events are are coming up quickly, I wanted to be able to allow people to donate uh, via PayPal. <clears throat> which I think is really an effective way to, to accept donations when you're getting the word out via social media. But we also uh, need to get our crews out right now. We need to be, you know, we're in the process of making the film. So uh, the sooner we could get funding in hand, the better. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm wrapping this up, uh, I guess, a little bit. I, I'm curious what you think you have you are a new parent. Uh, That's right. And, and obviously you're, you're thinking a lot about uh, what it's like to, to be a parent and what lessons, um, life lessons you might want to impart to your child as they grow up. And I, I'm curious what sort of lessons you think you've learned, big or small, from getting to know Ella and, and learning more about her, her life. Well, I'm always learning something, you know, it, every time I, I, I talk to her, you know, and, and I meet with her. But uh, I think one of the really wonderful things about Ella is, uh, you know, she's, she's really followed her own path to make her career. And although she's come up against sometimes really amazing odds, she's never kind of let herself be jailed by difficulty. She's never really been judgmental about anyone who may not have welcomed her with open arms. She's, she's always forged ahead despite any obstacles that may be in her way. Happily. She's done so happily. And she's really stayed on her path of, of, of bringing something, I think, very fulfilling to children around the world. Yeah. You know, I, in the promo video, you have for the campaign, you know, there's a brief clip of uh, Mr. Rogers introducing right. Ella. And I, both of them uh, have, you know, I've never talked with Fred Rogers, but, you know, I have talked briefly with, with Ella and, and, and seen her perform once. And I, I totally agree with your sense of, I mean, she just seems very open and positive. And um, the two, to me, seem to have very similar natures in terms of that you know hey i'm you know i'm just i'm moving forward yep 
I, I think that's absolutely true. Now, don't get me wrong. Ella can be tough. You know, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if uh, you know, you're, you're trying to do her wrong, but uh, fortunately it doesn't seem to happen a whole lot. <laughs> but, but, but you're absolutely right. I, there's, there's really a, uh, there's really a wonderful openness and, and uh, she, she's just really a remarkable person. When you see her in a room of people, uh, you know, she just has this quality that, that, that people gravitate to, young and old. And uh, she just really, she really connects in a really, really wonderful, warm way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, she's uh, she's able to connect in a way with audiences that I, it's really. I, it, I've seen a lot of uh, musicians who play for kids play for kids, and you know, I mean, right. they're they're good to varying degrees but sure um, few of them hold a candle anywhere yeah. near to what what how ella can uh charm an audience you're absolutely right it's always sincere yeah. everything she does is always sincere there's no there's no gotcha there's no gimmick it's uh it's who she is so um uh when are you hoping to have this film ready for the world that's the ultimate question isn't it mm. <laughs> uh, i i would hope and we'll we'll see how it goes but i'm hoping by sometime uh late next year mm. so that's that's as specific as i can be no 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 and that's fair time. enough and i'm sure you would say the um the more money you're able to collect via the campaign the easier it will be to meet that uh that deadline or that goal. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, that's absolutely true. The, the, the quicker we can raise funds, we're, we're ready to go. We're raring to go. We've got our crew here. We're, we're dedicated. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of in love with Ella and the story, and we are ready to tell it. And uh, we're ready to help her uh, get it out there where, where it belongs. Awesome. So, Tim, where is... I, uh, if if you go to Indiegogo and search on Ella Jenkins, uh, I'm sure this will be the first uh, campaign to to show up. And uh, but where else can people find out more about uh, the movie? Sure. Well, we've got uh, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter feed, and those are uh, it's Facebook.com/slash Ella Jenkins Film. And then the Twitter feed is twitter.com slash Ella Jenkins film. And there's a website as well, which is uh, www.singasongtogether.com, which is part of the title of the film. It's Ella Jenkins will sing a song together. Excellent. Well, Tim, this has been uh, a pleasure uh, talking with you today and finding out more about uh the film and a little tidbits about Ella. Always fun to, to find out more about Ella Jenkins. And so I really appreciate talking to you. Hopefully uh, maybe a year or two from now we can, we can have another conversation about the, the finished product uh, and, and talk about um, your experiences uh, uh, putting the film together and showing it uh, hopefully across the country and maybe even outside of the country. That would be wonderful. I look forward to it. Excellent. And so thank you, Tim. And Thank you for having me. Sure, you're welcome. And thank you, listeners, for 
tuning in and listening to the show. Uh, as always, if you have questions about uh, this show or comments for me, please feel free to send me an email. That's at zooglobal at earthlink.net. You can find this episode and archives of all the previous episodes at www.zooglobal.com slash bake sale. And of course, we'll have show notes for this episode, including links to the campaign and everything we talked about here today. So as always, thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.